Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Gas stoves. Yeah. They're controversial now. I don't know if you know this, but Democrats believe that you shouldn't be allowed to have one. Biden's consumer safety official has had to come out now and claim that he does not want to ban gas stoves after promoting it as a real possibility because of the backlash. Saying also, he doesn't want to do it. However, okay, however, you ready? It may be a necessity. The Biden administration is officially considering a ban on gas stoves in the U.S. over concerns about alleged harmful, quote, air pollutants released from the appliances. According to a report, if you believe that, I've got some really good stuff to sell you. The far reaching administration made this discovery, quote, by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission and their commissioner, who stated that gas stove appliances are a, quote, hidden hazard, quote, unquote. Any option is on the table, quote, products that can't be made safe can be banned. He stated that the agency was considering placing admission standards on appliances if they can not ban the manufacturing or import of gas stoves, Bloomberg reported yesterday. They went on to say that they had received significant backlash over the idea due to the approximately 40% of the Americans who use gas stoves in their homes and the bureaucratic effort it would take to apply those changes could be tough. Representative Gary Palmer A Republican from Alabama said over 40 million American households use gas stoves. This type of power should never have been given to an unelected bureaucrat or bureaucrats, and it's time for it to end. He tweeted this in response to the idea from the Biden administration. After receiving heat from Palmer and others on social media, the agency commissioner backtracked on the consideration saying, quote, to be clear. The CPSC isn't coming for anyone's gas stoves. Regulations apply to new products, the Biden official said in response. Thanks for your interest for Americans who choose, quote, to switch from gas to electric. There is support available. Congress passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which includes an $840 dollar rebate so now we're bribing you to get off of fossil fuels now you understand what this is really all about the bloomberg report cited studies that indicate gas stoves emit toxins such as nitrogen and dioxide carbon monoxide and fine particles 
at levels that are linked to respiratory illness, cardiovascular problems, cancer, and other health conditions. The studies were from the Institute of Policy Integrity and the American Chemical Society. Recent peer review research also showed that 12% of childhood asthma cases in the U.S. were linked to gas stoves, the outlet noted. A Washington-based trade group representing various gas manufacturers, such as Whirlpool, is opposed to a nationwide ban on gas stoves, noting that any type of cooking stove or appliance will produce harmful emissions. They said it's not the gas stove that's the problem, it's ventilation is really where the discussion should be. Rather than banning one particular type of technology, banning one type of cooking appliance is not going to address a concern about overall indoor air quality, quote-unquote. We may need some behavioral change. We may need people to turn on their hoods when cooking. Near the end of December, multiple Democrat representatives and senators sent a letter to the chairman asking the agency to take action against gas stoves, stating black, Latino, and low-income households experience disproportionate air pollution compared to other households. The letter, turning it into a racial issue, was sent by Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Don Beyer, Ted Lieu, and multiple other Democrat congressional members. I, I mean, I, I still have a hard time figuring this kind of crap out. I really do. Um, I, I, it's just shocking to me that this is what they are working on. Like, they're really working on this. They spent time. On this, they spent hours. They had meetings in Washington, D.C. about, all right, let's all sign on to this letter demanding this. It's just sad. Uh, I, I, I mean, for me, I'm really just shocked by it because I understand politics really well. I don't understand where they thought this was an upside. And then I realized I'm not dealing with rational people. They're trying to figure out a way to ban fossil fuels. And natural gas coming to your house, if they can get rid of all those lines, that's a, that's a quote, victory for them, right? Like this is, a, this is a big victory for them. Now, this is a ventilation issue, if anything. And there are still, as I said, things that air quality, things that get in the air. Even if you are cooking on electricity if you're burning something the smoke if you are cooking on high heat right the particles that go in the air from the pan that go from the food while you're cooking the oil or the butter that you're using it's a ventilation issue but they they didn't want to do that right they didn't want to talk about it from that perspective they want to use it as an opportunity to say in america the, the again supposed to be the freest country in the world we're going to ban your gas stove. A lot of people started putting up memes of their gas stove saying, my gas stove identifies as electric or come and take it. Now, I would laugh at this story two years ago. I, I probably wouldn't even spend the time talking about it. I, I might mention it as a in the, in, you know, bunch of idiots in Washington said this today, right? I might do that, okay? But I sure as hell wouldn't spend 10 minutes on it. But now I know what can happen because of the COVID lockdowns. I understand that 
people lost their jobs over not getting vaccinated. I understand that the entire country was shut down. I understand they shut down schools for years. Businesses, they said you couldn't eat six feet apart from each other. Right? Remember, you couldn't eat with people from another household that didn't live with you. I mean, the insanity of the COVID regulations were truly out of control. And the things that they put on people that people complied with, now it's like when this kind of stuff happens, you have to talk about it and you have to rally the troops and you have to explain why it's so crazy. Because otherwise, I do believe that things like this will 100% come to reality where one day you're going to wake up, you're going to be touring a house or your stove's going to go out and you're not going to be able to buy a gas stove. Now, you go back to the money and it's always about following the money. They're like, well, there's an 800 and, and what was it, $840, $850, you know, moment here that, you know, they said, well, you can't get your money in a rebate, so you'll put in electric. I mean, this is the President Joe Biden's Consumer Product Safety Commissioner telling you that the reality is you just need to do this and, and, and you need to do it. And if you don't do it, it's going to, you know, people are going to die. That's what they're now always going with. I'll never give up my gas stove, Ronnie Jackson, Congressman, said. If the maniacs in the White House come to, for my stove, they can pry it from my cold, dead hands. Come and take it, he tweeted. Gas stoves for me, for me but not for thee, wrote another popular account libs of TikTok sharing photos of Democrats with gas stoves in their homes. One of them is Kamala Harris. Another one of them was Jill Biden cooking over gas. Another one is AOC cooking with gas. And another one was Elizabeth Warren cooking with gas. All of these idiots. But hey, for them, right, it's all about, quote, safety. To be clear, I'm not looking to ban gas stoves, right? I just am trying to get this air quality where it needs to be. The president does not support banning gas stoves in the Consumer Product Safety Commission, which is independent, is not banning gas stoves, the White House press secretary said during the daily White House press briefing on Wednesday after massive backlash. Usually they'll say these things, they'll float it, and they won't stop. They'll keep going. That's how this usually works. This was, as I would describe it, phase one, right? I mean, I mean, really, that's what this is. This is phase one. And then they'll go into phase two. That's how this works. They float it, they kind of get a pulse, then they figure out what people's reaction is, they figure out what people, how they're going to respond to it. They then decide how they're going to really respond to it with the next phase. This is not going to end today is my point. This is the beginning. If there's anything I know about Democrats, they play the long game. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. We've got new news on the documents found. My, oh, my, were these some pretty interesting documents. These documents, and as I mentioned yesterday, we have a special counsel that is going to be investigating the handling of these classified documents by then Vice President Joe Biden. The Attorney General Garland assigned the special counsel to investigate it. 
because now we have three locations that we know of where these documents were. The attorney general announced his decision Thursday to appoint that special counsel to investigate Joe Biden after these classified documents from his time as the vice president in Barack Obama's administration were found in his possession, which he's not allowed to have. Garland said, I concluded that under the special counsel regulations, it was in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. He announced that former U.S. attorney for Maryland, Robert Hur, appointed by former President Trump to investigate Biden, is the man. Mr. Hur has a long and distinguished career, career as a prosecutor, Garland said, adding that I will ensure that Mr. Hur receives all the resources he needs to conduct his work. The attorney general laid out the timeline for the Justice Department's handling of the investigation, revealing that the investigation was well underway before it was reported on Tuesday. Garland recounted that he was first notified of Biden's possession of classified documents on the evening of, of November the 4th, which were found by his, quote, lawyer in his office at Penn Biden Center. I don't buy that for a second. And it's before the election. Man, isn't it amazing how that didn't leak out? On November the 9th, Garland revealed the FBI began an investigation as to whether the classified information was found in Biden's possession had been illegally mishandled. Man, they sure did wait till the election day for that, didn't they? Garland also said that on November the 14th, wow, just right after the election, he assigned the U.S. attorney to conduct an initial investigation of the president for the documents found at the Penn Biden Center. He also revealed that Joe Biden's attorney then notified them on December the 20th, right before Christmas, about the classified documents found in his garage. Then the FBI was sent to secure those documents. President Joe Biden's counsel, Richard Sauber, said in a statement that Biden's possession of the classified documents was, quote, a mistake, quote unquote, and that the documents were inadvertently misplaced, quote unquote. We have cooperated fully with the Justice Department throughout its review, and we will continue to cooperate with the special counsel, he wrote. Now, they're trying to say in their defense as well, we've done it right. That's what they're now saying. All right. We, we've done it right. We did all of it right. OK, so you need to give us like some credit for us doing it right. You should be proud of us for doing it right. We did this amazing thing. We did these documents the right way. There is no right way to do this, okay? When you're not supposed to have classified documents and you've had them for years, if that is what you're now saying your defense is, that's a bad defense. Now, the interesting point about the special counsel, Robert Herr, is that we now know that he worked with Rob Rosenstein. The special counsel, you heard that he was appointed by Trump, really doesn't mean anything. Unfortunately, so you understand... And Senator Ted Cruz and I talked about this yesterday. Donald Trump did not do a very good job of vetting the people he gave power to. A great example of that is Rod Rosenstein, who was actually given his power by Donald Trump. And then he became like the perfect deep state James Comey-esque guy. So he didn't take and his team didn't do adequate dives on the people before they gave them power. And that came back to bite them in the rear end, like for their entire presidency. So just because you hear that this special counsel, Robert Hur, worked with Rod Rosenstein, does not, with, with Donald Trump, or was appointed by Donald Trump, you, you really shouldn't take a big, like, sigh of relief from that. Because, again, Rod Rosenstein, one of the worst deep staters ever, was given his power by Donald Trump. 
And this guy worked for him. Now, Robert Herr, appointed by Garland, also tells me that maybe he's, you know, right of, maybe left of center. Merrick Garland was not going to give you a hardcore conservative prosecutor. He did need to check a box so he could say, hey, look, I picked a guy that Trump picked, so everybody calm down. But Garland's probe into President Joe Biden's mishandling of the classified information, he had no choice because he just did this to Trump. And was among those at the Justice Department who had knowledge about the Russian hoax perpetrated on former President Donald Trump that we do know about Robert Herr. In fact, according to a Justice Department document, listen carefully, Herr is a former DOJ official who, quote, handled, participated in, or had personal knowledge of the FBI's relationship and communications with Christopher Steele, who authored the infamous Steele dossier that paved the way for the Russian hoax and the impeachment of Donald Trump. This is the own Justice Department document that names her as one of those who handled, participated in, or had personal knowledge of the FBI's relationship and communication with Chris Steele. Robert Hur was also among those that not only were involved in that, but apparently were involved in where the investigation went. So to recap for you, this newly appointed special counsel, Robert Hur, was a former Trump appointee. That's what Democrats want you to know. A U.S. attorney who also worked for Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein during Robert Mueller's investigation and also worked now under the FBI Director Ray at the DOJ. So if you think this guy is, you know, one of us, probably not. Her began his career by clerking for the late Chief Justice Rehnquist after graduating from Harvard and Stanford. Her was then hired as the Principal Associate Deputy Attorney General, serving as the top aide to Rod Rosenstein, the mastermind behind impeachment of Donald Trump and the investigation, the Russian dossier, when they knew the entire time they were investigating it, that it was user-generated from the Democratic National Committee and Hillary Clinton's campaign. They knew it was a lie. It wasn't real. So he served as a top aide to Rod Rosenstein, the Deputy Attorney General under President Donald Trump. Before that, he'd also been Special Assistant to Christopher Wray, who was leading the Justice Department's criminal investigation at the time, and went on to become the FBI director. All of this, by the way, according to the Washington Post, liberal newspaper. Rosenstein announced her appointment in a press release, praising him as, as having experience and judgment that will advance our effort to deter crime, promote the rule of law, and ensure equal justice for everyone. In 2018, two years into his presidency, Donald Trump nominated her to lead the Maryland unanimously confirmed by the Senate in March of that year. Under Hur's direction at the Maryland U.S. Attorney's Office, he brought and resolved charges for corruption and or fraud against dozens of elected officials, public office holders, and public employees. Again, this according to the Justice Department's press release. During her service, the Maryland U.S. Attorney's Office was reportedly one of the busiest in the nation. He prosecuted a case of a former National Security Agency contractor who allegedly stole classified information from the federal government. The theft was reportedly the largest of classified documents in U.S. history. So he has a lot of, you know, experience with classified document cases. And just in February of last year, heard a part of the U.S. Attorney's Office and joined the global legal office of Gibson, Dunn, and Crutcher, which handles white-collar crime issues and regulatory matters. 
The law firm employs 1,800 lawyers and 20 offices in major cities throughout the United States of America, Europe, and the Middle East, Asia, South Africa, its website states. Her's appointment as a special prosecutor on Thursday comes as Republicans have slammed Biden's double standard of justice. Two weeks after Biden's classified documents were unearthed at the Penn Biden Center, Garland named a special counsel to investigate Trump, not Biden. So again, they named a special prosecutor to investigate Trump two weeks after they knew that these documents had been found at the University of Penn. So if you don't think the game's rigged and fixed, you're an idiot. The Attorney General Merrick Garland, who knew about it, actually named a special counsel not to investigate Biden, but to investigate Donald Trump. Garland now forced into a corner. He was forced into a corner as he made the announcement. Now, a lot of you did not get to hear that announcement, and I want to play it for you. Uh, And you can hear just in the voice of Garland. It was basically like a hostage video. This happened yesterday, uh, mid-morning, around, around uh, what time was it? Around noon, 11.45. And this is the official announcement coming from the Department of Justice. No questions asked afterwards, so you understand. And listen carefully to the timeline in here. They could have disclosed this to you before the midterm elections, and they deliberately chose not to because they knew that it could affect the elections. Take a listen. Again, the announcement from Garland appointing Robert Hur as a special counsel for the Biden documents. Now, three different locations that we know of where these documents have been found. I'm here today to announce the appointment of Robert Hur as a special counsel pursuant to Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. In keeping with those regulations, I have today notified the designated members of each House of Congress of the appointment. I'm joined today by John Lausch, the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Illinois, who conducted the initial investigation into the matter that I will describe today. On the evening of November 4, 2022, the National Archives Office of Inspector General contacted a prosecutor at the Department of Justice. It informed him that the White House had notified the archives that documents bearing classification markings were identified at the office of the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement, located in Washington, D.C. That office was not authorized for storage of classified documents. The prosecutor was also advised that those documents had been secured in an archives facility. On November 9th, the FBI commenced an assessment consistent with standard protocols to understand whether classified information had been mishandled in violation of federal law. On November 14th, pursuant to Section 600.2B of the Special Counsel Regulations, I assigned U.S. Attorney Lausch to conduct an initial investigation to inform my decision whether to appoint a special counsel. Mr. Lausch has served as the U.S. Attorney in Chicago since 2017. Before that, he spent more than a decade as an assistant U.S. Attorney in that same office. I selected him to conduct the initial investigation because I was confident his experience would ensure that it would be done professionally and expeditiously. On December 20th, President Biden's personal counsel informed Mr. Lausch that additional documents bearing classification markings were identified in the garage of the president's private residence in Wilmington, Delaware. President Biden's counsel informed Mr. Lausch that those documents were among other records from the period of the president's service as vice president. The FBI went to the location and secured those documents. 
On January 5, 2023, Mr. Lausch briefed me on the results of his initial investigation and advised me that further investigation by a special counsel was warranted. Based on Mr. Lausch's initial investigation, I concluded that, under the special counsel regulations, it was in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. In the days since, while Mr. Lausch continued the investigation, the department identified Mr. Herr for appointment as special counsel. This morning, President Biden's personal counsel called Mr. Lausch and stated that an additional document bearing classification markings was identified at the President's personal residence in Wilmington, Delaware. When I first contacted Mr. Lausch about this matter, he said he could lead the initial investigation but would be unable to accept any longer-term assignment because he would be leaving the department in early 2023 for the private sector. U.S. Attorney Lausch and his team of prosecutors and agents have conducted this initial investigation with professionalism and speed. I am grateful to them. Earlier today, I, I signed an order appointing Robert Herr a special counsel for the matter I just described. The document authorizes him to investigate whether any person or entity violated the law in connection with this matter. The special counsel will not be subject to the day-to-day -day supervision of any official of the department, but he must comply with the regulations, procedures, and policies of the department. Mr. Herr has a long and distinguished career as a prosecutor. In 2003, he joined the department's criminal division, where he worked on counterterrorism, corporate fraud, and appellate matters. From 2007 until 2014, Mr. Herr served as an assistant U.S. attorney for the District of Maryland, where he prosecuted matters ranging from violent crime to financial fraud. In 2017, Mr. Herr rejoined the department as the principal associate deputy attorney general. In 2018, he was nominated and confirmed to serve as a U.S. attorney for the District of Maryland. As U.S. attorney, he supervised some of the department's more important national security, public corruption, and other high-profile matters. I will ensure that Mr. Herr receives all the resources he needs to conduct his work. As I have said before, I strongly believe that the normal processes of this department can handle all investigations with integrity. But under the regulations, the extraordinary circumstances here require the appointment of a special counsel for this matter. This appointment underscores for the public the department's commitment to both independence and accountability in particularly sensitive matters, and to making decisions indisputably guided only by the facts and the law. I am confident that Mr. Herr will carry out his responsibility in an even-handed and urgent manner and in accordance with the highest traditions of this department. Thank you all. Have you ever spoken to the president about this investigation, sir? Nothing. He didn't answer that question. Have you ever spoken to the president about this investigation? Why wouldn't you answer that question? Because you don't want people to know the answer, which is I'm sure that he absolutely has spoken to the president about this.
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. The media also doing their job really well. Um, I mean, they're doing one hell of a job. The media has been just really focused on explaining that there is a difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden in these documents, that Donald Trump did it wrong, Joe Biden did it right. And they're falling all over themselves to sell you this crap. Listen from MSNBC just this morning. Baker, we've been pointing that out this morning and, and all week, just cataloging the differences in these two cases. Uh, chief uh, among the differences being that the Biden White House appears to have immediately handed these documents over to the National Archives when they were discovered rather than obstructing the way Donald Trump and his aides did. But uh, as you talk to your sources in and around the White House, first of all, why did it take so long for the public to learn about this? It was only a, a media report report that discovered this and how big of a problem do they view this to be yeah i think i think that's right look it's very different than the trump case there does not appear as everybody has said to be a willful obstruction in the same way that we have been talking about in mar-a-lago that doesn't mean there aren't important questions and you're right to raise one of them they they discovered these first uh, documents on november the second that was six days before the midterm elections they did not tell the public about it they didn't tell the public about it as christian reported until this week when they had no choice because the media was uh, was going to report. In fact, when the media reported on the first batch of documents on Monday, the White House confirmed it, but didn't mention that they had already, by that point, found a second batch of documents. They only acknowledged that when there was a new media reporting on that. So they'll tell you that the reason why is they didn't want to sort of put this out in piecemeal. They didn't want to uh, be litigating this in the press while there was still a question about whether there would be a special counsel. They had hoped that perhaps uh, Jack Lausch, the U.S. attorney who was considering this matter for Merrick Garland would not recommend a special counsel, and so they didn't want to make it a public issue. But that raises still a lot of questions, because obviously when you talk about transparency, two months went by when they didn't say anything, particularly before midterm. They knew it would have been damaging to Democrats had it come out. I, I mean, I the way that they will just lie to your face. White House didn't say anything on Biden documents because they knew it would have been damaging for Dems in the midterms. They tell you that. All right, well, they lied to you for that. And they didn't say anything. Man, it's, it's amazing. No one leaked this, right? No one leaked this. That's insane. We now know that NBC News is saying, all right, multiple people have been interviewed by the FBI. Like, this is a big deal. Well, Andrea, we're learning, my colleague Mike Memoli and I are reporting that as part of this Justice Department review of the classified documents uh, in President Biden's possession, they've interviewed multiple Biden staffers, those who worked for him in those closing days of his time as vice president, including Kathy Chung, who had served as executive assistant to the president, who's described to us as somebody who would have had a key role in packing up those boxes in those final days of President Biden's term as vice president. Now, what we're told is that those who've been interviewed, they did so when they were asked to be interviewed by federal law enforcement, that they agreed to do so quickly, and that those who were involved in packing up the 
former pre vice presidents, now president, vice presidential office were not, they, they were just putting things in boxes, that there was no intent here, that they weren't looking and seeing what exactly w was in these papers, that they weren't search intentionally putting classified documents among, commingled with the president's political and personal documents. I mean, everything's fine, right? Like, we know that the FBI's interviewed multiple people, but look, all of it adds up. He's just a really nice guy, and these people just made a genuine mistake and really think that really everything is okay here. Nothing's wrong. How many of you are going to just buy this and say, yep, it is different? Because they keep telling you it's different. Donald Trump's the worst person in the world. Donald Trump's the way he did it is completely the opposite of how we did it, and that's what the media is selling you. Please share this with your family and friends, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.